0: You are listening to The Star Coach Show with Meg Rentschler, episode 169. So we want to shatter that bow and chain. We
1: just want to give that success mindset. We just want to give that creativity mindset, you know, that says, hey, you can do this. You absolutely can do this. And that takes a lot of compassion because they've been beaten down most of the time. You know, my wonderful artists have been really beaten down by the time they get to me.
0: Welcome to Star Coaches, the show for professional coaches that brings you coaching strategies, tools, and resources. Whatever your focus or niche, take a front seat weekly as industry leaders, decision makers, and innovators share their wisdom and expertise on the ins and outs of successful coaching. Now join your host, Meg Rinchler, as she connects you with your star coaching potential. Well, hey, welcome to The Star Coach Show. I'm your host, Meg Rentschler. I am so pleased that you have decided to join us today. I have a delightful coach to introduce you to. As you know, we like to explore different aspects of the coaching industry, whether it is helping you tap into A skill to really strengthen, or something to do to build your business, to think about when you are identifying an ideal client, and to help you understand the different niches that are available and the different creative things that our coaching community is doing. With that, I want to introduce you this week to Colleen. Chandler, who is a certified creativity, high performance and success coach. I was drawn to Colleen because she has a very unique ideal client population that she works with that I think is intriguing. And she shares such good information about her journey into coaching creatives, people who are artists and whether that's in music, or painting, or architecture, or whatever that creative aspect is, there's a unique element to working with this population. And she talks to us about that today. She talks about the importance of tapping into the art and respecting the art in the willingness to help her clients own that piece of themselves. Colleen is so much fun. We did a lot of laughing in today's interview, and really explored her emphasis on creating clarity, confidence, focusing on the creativity and the resiliency of her clients. And the different challenges that come with this particular audience that she works with, or these clients that she works with, and the ways that she partners with other professionals to create success in this client experience. Colleen has been a professional coach for over 15 years. She is varied in her background from being a performer herself to then going into financial coaching or being a financial executive and then going into financial coaching and then finding her sweet spot in this creative coaching. She is the founder of Your Best Creative Life. She coaches internationally. And as I mentioned, was just so much fun to spend time with. So let's listen to our interview with creativity coach, Colleen Chandler. Colleen, welcome to the Star Coach Show. It is wonderful to have you with us today. Well, thank you, Meg. Absolutely delighted to be here as well. So you are coming so that we can talk about coaching creatives and we're going to get into what that exactly is and what that looks like but you being known as the creativity coach are certainly the person for us to tap into this with so let's start with what is it that sort of led you into this kind of work? Oh the creativity coaching itself? Yes.
1: Yeah well you know I was a singer-songwriter in my youth and I believe I was good, except at the time I did not know it. But that's okay. These are the things that we learn afterwards. (laughs) So what happened is that I was terrified. I was just terrified of the stage. And unfortunately, I was not able to go over that fright. And the business aspect of this world, you know, very difficult, very difficult world. And what happened is that slowly but surely, I was not being well in that world. So... I did not know where to turn. In those days, there were nobody you could turn to.
0: Wow. So So. you had this wonderful talent that maybe you weren't even aware of at the time that it was to the level that it was. You had this incredible talent, this incredible stage fright, or the business aspect of the business was something that just paralyzed you and got in the way, really put up a barrier for you being able to be the creative that you wanted to be. Absolutely. Absolutely. And what was so
1: sad is that I was moving up in the world in that world you know but I was sabotaging myself right and left because that fear Mm -hmm. so fear of the stage fear of success whatever you want to call it it was
0: fear it was paralyzing and you didn't have any place to go to kind of work through that no there were no place to
1: go I mean your agents in those days were not people where you would go and ask for you know psychological help (laughs) (laughs) and the therapist had no clue uh, nothing against therapists, but they truly had no clue with this very intense drama, drama, right. you know, of the artist. So I just bailed out completely in my thirties. I went back to school. I got a degree in finance.
0: Finance. So you're this highly creative person, <laughs> talented, and then I just can't do this anymore. So I'm going to go get a finance degree. What a jump! Right. Because you know what? Numbers. No emotions. Okay.
1: Right? Right. So that was good. No and that emotion, felt safe. And that felt very, very safe. And actually, I did really well in that world, you know. And then suddenly what happens, and I hope to so many of us, because that's my mission, is that that calling inside never went away. Mm. It just never went away. It was just stagnant. It was dormant. And it was doing its job, you know. And Lo and behold, in the morning of 2000, I remember, I will always remember, I woke up and I said, My life isn't working.
0: Wow. Because Thank you me. still kept feeling this call to the creative aspect, and, and, and yeah. you, there was a missing element of not having that in your life anymore. Yes. And, and okay. a very
1: deep wound, mm. which I, I did not acknowledge. I could not
0: acknowledge. But and you did acknowledge, acknowledge that this is just not working for me anymore. That's what I could
1: acknowledge at that okay. point. It's not working for me anymore. So I discovered coaching, and that was in the very, very early days—very early days of coaching. So I found coaching, and I found a, a wonderful coach, and together we got my life back in shape, and that oh, was fab- awesome.
0: that was fabulous. I that love fabulous. I love hearing you know and. I am amazed. So now we're at over 150 shows. I don't, it seems to me the vast majority of my guests talk about some element of working with a coach that helped change their lives. And what an affirmation for what we do, huh?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And at that point, I just went, oh my God, that's, that's it. You know, I found, I found my work, my job, my work. So I quit finance completely did a 360 again, dropped everything and became a coach. So, you know, going from an executive position Mm -hmm. as the manager of an entire department to having six clients, or
0: four or three. (laughs) (laughs) Now, when when you went into coaching, Colleen, did you immediately go into coaching creatives or like, what was that transition like for you? It was, I was coaching business
1: people because that's who. Okay, that's that's where you would come from. That's where I
0: came from, right?
1: That's where I came from. And then it was, it was wonderful. And again, that voice, that voice inside, that thing saying something's missing, something's missing. And finally I found a coach that got that. Got that. They helped you tap into
0: what it was that was missing. Exactly. Okay. And suddenly it went like boom. Ding! Every all the pieces come together. Yes, they
1: came together. And suddenly I started to blossom and blossom and blossom. Picked up the guitar again, started singing. Writing songs and, you know, I was just like, suddenly the world was opening to me again. And I was in my 50s. Okay? You know what? It's never <laughs> too late, is it? <laughs> Absolutely. And from there on, you know, other people came to me say, said, Colleen, what the heck? You know, what happened? And, and then slowly but surely, I just, that world came to me. More than me coming to it, and then slowly I had people saying, "You know, oh gosh, I can't get on stage. I'm petrified. I don't know what to do." And then other people, their lives were into complete drama. You know, personal lives in shatters. And I mean, just slowly, I just weave myself into this world.
0: But you were back in that creative world because you were singing and and Absolutely. playing the guitar, and so those people came to yes. you. So that, at that point, you're then able to do both of the gifts the coaching and the the music and the music both at the same time oh that's so neat i know <laughs> Wait, what are we as we're thinking about this and and wrapping our minds around the concept of coaching creative people what are some of the things that we need to keep in mind or maybe be aware of just about the field mm, well first of all it's it's a dog eat dog
1: world. Okay, so to me, the number one the number one quality that a creativity coach needs to have is compassion, incredible compassion and admiration for what these folks are doing in their lives. They're going against the grain of pretty much everything.
0: Well, and they're in a business that they're more likely to fail in than succeed in. I mean, statistically. 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 So you go
1: into that world really already with, you know, a bow and chain in that sense, right? Right. So we want to shatter that bow and chain. We just want to give that success mindset. We just want to give that creativity mindset, you know, that says, hey, you can do this. You absolutely can do this. And that takes a lot of compassion because they've been beaten down most of the time. You know, my wonderful artists have been really beaten down by the time they get to me.
0: So they've been facing rejection after rejection after rejection, just because that's kind of part of the the nature of the beast, huh? That's exactly it. That's exactly it. A creative coach needs to be compassionate, understand that your client is up against a difficult road. Right, right and have
1: an absolute faith that the path is right. Tell us more about that part. because Yes, thank you. I love that part. Because if you don't believe in them with all your heart in what they do, they will have a harder time believing in themselves, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So my job is to put art first. Now, this is quirky and tricky, but I put art
0: first. Art is the agenda. Tell us, now, so we talked about this in our pre-interview and the fact that you acknowledge that in this, in this uh, work with creatives and putting art first, you sort of balance. It's not necessarily strict ICF coaching, yet it's exactly what your clients need. So when you say you put the art first, yes. what does that look like?
1: That means the unconditional agenda is in service of the art. Okay, if you're a musician, it's in service of your music. If you are a designer and you have a business, it's in service of your art as a designer. Okay, so the person, the artist, fit into that agenda, right? And when they start falling apart or when they start having doubt, when the person starts having doubt, we put the art back first. Okay, so yes, you have doubt, but what is your art telling you? Okay, yes, you want to quit, but what is your
0: art telling you? Oh, those are excellent examples. Right?
1: So, yeah, the artist may have all these things going on, but what is the art telling you? Does it need to be out there in the world? Does it need to be shown? Does it it have a message? What are you saying with that art? So the art comes first, and then we put the artist and the art together, and when we have that beautiful integration of the two we have a happy artist
0: and that's the goal (laughs) that's the goal so when you put the art first what does that do to center or ground the client perhaps hmm
1: you have wonderful questions Meg. (laughs) i believe what it does is that it shows them that they matter they matter They matter in this world as an artist. Because if the art matters, they matter. They are the creator of that art. If they're not there, that art doesn't exist. Right? Mm -hmm. So it shows them that they matter. Their art matters. And we need them. We need this. Our society desperately
0: needs them. So that's how I tie it all together. Yeah. You know? Well, and I would think that if I was struggling with self-confidence, if I was struggling with despair, being reconnected with my art mattering, with, with what the world needs from my art, would pull me away from the despair more towards a different, a different re, like you're reframing with them, a, a looking through yes. a, different, a different vision.
1: That's exactly it. You're really reframing to them what they believe. Very often, and what they believe so often is that they don't matter. That it, what they that what they do, sure, it's great, but is it really needed in this world? I mean, you know, I, I had a painting, uh, cl- a painter client mm-hmm. saying to me, Colleen, I produce things that people don't need. Nobody needs a painting to survive. Nobody needs a painting, you know, to have legal advice or food or. And the reframe is you've got to be kidding me, right? Mm-hmm. Do we need your painting? Oh my god, do we ever need your painting? Right? And then, so when you come with that angle, and then they suddenly get, oh my god, what I'm doing is it's really, really important. It doesn't matter where they are in the creative journey. I don't care where they are. I don't care if you know they're just beginning or where they are. It's their heart that is involved in this journey, their soul, their heart. And that's what needs to be expressed.
0: And that's where you die inside when you don't. Right. And that brings me to another place about sort of how the creative mind works and the level of emotionality that you work with with your clients. So tell us a little bit, help us understand the creative mind a little bit.
1: Well, okay. <laughs> do, do we have what? We have a week ahead? Of us or <laughs> yeah, no, no problem. No problem? Do I have a five minutes? <laughs> no. To me, the creative mind is all about what I call amplitude. Okay? So just to how, yeah. So here you have a sine wave.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, okay?
1: a, a sine wave? Mm-hmm. A sine wave. You know, mm-hmm. wave that does that.
0: Up and down and the way, Yeah.
1: Up and down, right? Mm-hmm. And somebody who doesn't have that creative bent and, mm-hmm. and passion, usually their sine wave is going to be like this.
0: It's going to be a little. So for those who can't see, it's just sort of a a, a the curve, slight, you know, just a slight curve, a up and down right. curve. Yes,
1: right. And on top of the curve, you have joy, and then you know, at the bottom of the curve, you may have sadness or a little bit of a blue. Or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. And then you
0: have all the emotions in between, right? But it's not it's, huge. It's 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 a relatively small wave, right? Which is
1: okay. a small amplitude. You know what right, you call right. the top of the high of the wave and the bottom, right? right. With an artist, you just boost that. up. I mean, <laughs> just like, to boom. amplify that. Yes, <laughs> we just made it go about four times bigger. Yes, that's right. So you have to amplify that. And their highs are really high and their lows are really low. Okay. So the amplitude of emotions become huge. And that is something that as a creativity coach, you have to be able to handle Mm -hmm. because you have the highest of all highest. The world is fantastic. I sold the painting. You know, I, I got new, you know, two new clients for my architect business or whatever. I mean, the and it's high, 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 high. And then, you know, three days later, it's crash, crash, crash. Down, down, down. I did not get the contract. I was not accepted for that play. I was not optioned on my book, you know, mm-hmm. and things like that. Mm-hmm. So you have to manage that. And I actually have given it a, an actual name to this, and I call it the existential Emotional amplitude. Wow, that's a mouthful. Emotional amplitude. With my French accent, that is definitely (laughs) a a mouthful. But that tells you, you know, what is joy for someone is elation for another. Mm -hmm. What is being a little bit down for someone is pure despair and anxiety for the creative mind.
0: So let me ask you this. I I can hear little antenna going up in the audience thinking, well, how as coaches are we supposed to deal with that kind of emotion? Isn't that a therapeutic issue and not a coaching issue? And I would love for you to share your perspective on that.
1: Yeah, that's another very good question. Yes, indeed. Yeah, because you wonder, are you getting into territories, you know, that are, are, are not in the coaching field? Right. And I would tend to agree that if you have someone who's been diagnosed in any way, Mm -hmm. you know, with a pathology, that person needs to work with a therapist. Now, that doesn't mean I do not work with that person in parallel, which I've I've done. Right. But for myself, the key for me is that, first of all, I'm never diagnosing anything. Right. right? That's a key right there. I don't say, oh, by the way, you're suffering from depression. Right. You're not saying that you're going with the emotion of the moment mm-hmm. you know, at this moment. How are you feeling at this moment? Right? So we're not going into history. We're not doing a whole bunch of stuff in the past. And to me, the key, the absolute key that distinguishes me between me and a the therapist in those very powerful emotions mm-hmm. is that if I see movement if I see them moving forward from where we are today, and I see progress, and I see them moving forward, then I'm good. Mm-hmm. If I see, see them starting to loop. Mm-hmm.
0: Loop around and around and, loop, and, around and, and swirl. Around yeah. and
1: we're swirling and we're not getting anywhere. Then at that point, I know we have to have another talk.
0: So That's a great yeah. distinction. Yeah. And yeah. I just want coaches to hear that emotions are part of life. Our Coaching clients are not emotion-free. That would actually be a <laughs> clinical issue. So yeah. the fact that we deal with emotions in coaching is just you know, a part of, of the package, yet I love the distinctions that you made around the things that you pay attention to as a coach if, in fact, you were concerned in what you would follow up with.
1: Yes, yes. And if the story keeps on going... You know, there's something there that needs to be looked at in a different way, you know, if the same story comes back over and over and over, you know. So that's right. And and thank you for saying that, because I, I really believe that we have such a tendency to call people depressed or this and this and all the other things that they could be called when, in fact, they are having a very natural reaction to a very, you know, normal stimulus, stimulus. You know, when you've been rejected twenty-five times because you've been, you know, doing a book proposal and you've been, well, you're going to yeah. be feeling
0: pretty upset about that. I'm going to feel disappointed. I'm going to feel and disappointed, rejected, and, and, and yeah, and, all the things. Now, if you,
1: if you're someone who's in the commercial world, you know, you can go, oh well, you know, well, that's okay. You know, I'll tomorrow. I'll do. If you're a creative and it's your baby. Yes, and it's your baby, and it's your heart, and it's your soul that you're proposing. Then you're going to feel a heck of a lot more sad, you know, sadness, mm-hmm. and that sadness may even create anxiety, and the anxiety can be, oh my God, you know, now what? And you know, my world is falling apart, and that's where the coach has to be so strong at that right. point, you know. So and just, just be there, just be there, strong, powerful, a, a good. Support, a powerful support, and conditional support.
0: That's so where that gonna... that brings up for me, Colleen. When people seek you out to be their creativity coach, what are some of sort of the underlying reasons? Like they say, I want to work with you to X, Y, and Z. What are some of the kinds of things that make people reach out to you and and engage your services? Well,
1: that's a that's a very large. It's very large because I have highly professional people. Uh huh. So these I have usually through word of mouth, agents, people in the industry, and these people usually very often are in burnout. Okay. So they'll come to see me because they're burnout or they're blasé and Mm -hmm. nothing matters anymore,
0: right? They've got to find their passion again, huh?
1: Right. They're bored Mm -hmm. to tears or they've had it or the rest of their lives is falling apart. Therefore, Mm -hmm. the art itself is starting to suffer. Okay. Okay. And we're going back to the art, right? Because the art is suffering, right? So we have to. How do we uh, take the whole person so the art no longer suffers, and then the public, the audience, gets back the the artist that they knew, right? Right. So so see how this this yes. works back to the art again. Yes. So there's that. I have a lot of people who used to be artists. And are reclaiming this side of themselves. How exciting. You know, so these can be professionals. I just had one very recently. He was, he's a bass player in a jazz band, Mm -hmm. but to make a living, he has something else, which I will not name. Right. Obviously. Right. And we worked into giving him back that life, that love. He's so wanted, so wanted, so wanted, so wanted. He has it today right? That's so, exciting. So these are two extremes, right? Mm-hmm. But And then you have everything in between. I have many, many clients that are actually fairly good. They, they are having a good life, but their business side of it is not working. Okay. The business side of their creativity is not working because they're artists and they're not business people.
0: Well, and I think coaches can understand that because so often coaches love to coach. They love to be with their clients, but, keeping their pipeline full and keeping their business strong <laughs> and, you know, doing all the business of the business is, is something that might be a hiccup for them. So I think that our audience, there's probably several people in the audience that say, I can understand that part. Exactly, exactly.
1: And, you know, and the other thing is when I tell my wonderful clients is, okay, so we're going to be working together. So first thing first, you're an athlete. Okay, so let's be clear. You're an athlete. You are someone doing high-performance work, okay? And second of all, you are a business person. And they go, ah! (laughs) Don't say such a thing! Don't say that word, you know? (laughs) But, you know, it's just to say that to do the whole package, you have Mm -hmm. to have a little bit of everything. And that's why I said I'm a pragmatic, because if you're too much in your wonderful art, either you have to find someone who's going to do that work for you, Mm-hmm. or if you want to be involved with that work you got to step up to the plate and you know and let's do that work right so sometimes you have to reel in that artistic band that mm-hmm. that's that creative band and make it more every day you know right
0: Pragmatic. so that they can feed themselves and not
1: just basic right? yeah mm-hmm. basic you cannot survive if you don't have the bottom, you know, Maslow's Pyramid. You you cannot survive if you don't have that bottom in place. You cannot be a happy artist. And the goal is to be a happy artist, right? And, oh, no, people, artists are not happy. Yes, they are. Yes, they can be. Absolutely, they can be. And that's one of the goals, to give them a very balanced life.
0: So we have talked about some of the challenges that artists face. You talked about your own anxiety in getting up in front of people or performing or whatever that anxiety was. So I'm sure there's, Stage fright or those kinds of things. We've also talked about the fact that highly emotional people are sometimes more susceptible to substance abuse or, you know, basically boundaries, I think, end up kind of being an issue. What are your thoughts about the different kinds of challenges that you deal with with this population?
1: Well, drugs and alcohol and all sorts of addictions mm-hmm. is one of them. For sure. So that also is something that is that is set really upfront. One of my main questions on, on my intake package is, as far as you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> do you have any addiction or have you been treated in the past? I mean, we have to know if there's something in the picture or not, mm-hmm. right? If they have any kind of addiction, I usually at, at that point say we can work in tandem with a recovery program. Okay. Okay. And it's important to really give them that option because they're afraid you're going to dump them or just say, oh, you know, you're not going to want to work with me anymore. No, 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 no we do want to let's make it
0: okay by just asking and being upfront about it versus because you're not going to have success with somebody who's trying to hide that information
1: absolutely not and then you know after years of doing it i can pick up the yes i pick up the little nuances that i could that come through right and so you know if they were not addicted before i didn't think they were pretty soon i go okay Are we having a situation here that requires another discussion, right? And then we'll go into that discussion, right? So I'm very clear I will not work with anyone who has any kind of challenges with addiction unless they are in some sort of recovery program. Well, and
0: I love the fact that you know your ideal client well enough to know what what you're going to ask. I don't know that every client population we're going to necessarily ask that addiction issue uh, question. We might, we might, but in your population, it's really key. It's it part of one of the the dynamics that you know you have to be upfront about, and the more upfront and not. Judging, but just upfront and matter of fact about it, the better you can engage with your clients around that. Yes, yes. Oh, that's yes, so good. Yes, so that's a
1: big one. You know, so it's very varied. It's 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 an enormous challenge in so many ways. Mm-hmm. And but every time that phone call rings, it's just my heart flutters because I just you know I just know this is going to be another wild ride. And a beautiful wild ride together, right? And and the words that come back so often when I ask because every three months, you know, we do the, the the checkup, right? It's 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 your compassion and softness, and it's your kindness and your understanding. These are the words that come over and over and over again.
0: Those are the things that your clients enjoy working with you. The thing, the your yes. qualities that come forward that your clients reflect back to you.
1: Yes, yes. The kindness, the compassion. The, the, you get me. You get me. You know that kind of that kind of thing. And then and then the clarity that comes from the coaching, because so often they are in, in they're so confused. You know. So the clarity that comes from coaching. Let's distinguish between the art, the business, your family, you. Your place in the world, you know, clarity, let's put the, let's really show all of that because to them it's a big jumble. Right. It's a huge jumble, right? So by the time we we proceed, they're starting to distinguish, pull apart, pull all these places apart. And oh yeah, oh yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and a lot of relationship work by the way. And relationship work because because, because, because they have
0: their, you know, these are not the most pliable. <laughs> well, I mean, that passion and that drive around creativity can sometimes create some some interesting relationships. Exactly.
1: So, you know, you have, I mean, imagine this. You have a band, right? So I'm talking about music because I just did a whole mediation with a band re- recently. Uh-huh. So you have a band. The band is your family. Let's Mm -hmm. face it, it's completely your family. And then you have another family.
0: Right. Who doesn't understand that the band is your family. (laughs) Who very often is just like, oh my God, right? So
1: here you are, you have all these these little things that you have to put together. They have to start to make sense because they live in a world that is very tunnel vision sometimes. Mm -hmm. And you got to pull that out in order to show that there is impact. There are consequences, and you're not 14 years old anymore.
0: Ooh, maybe a little tough love, a little of that challenge along with that support, huh? A little bit from teenager to
1: right. adulthood, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's all these little pieces that you that you grab from every. And I don't care how old. The person is—it doesn't right. matter. They can be a, a fifty-year-old with a sixteen-year, you know, yes. <laughs> mentality, or a twenty-one-year-old that will just write the absolute most beautiful poems and and songs you've ever heard. Right? So it's just—it's not the age; it's where you are in your journey right. that matters. You know. So you got to take them what they are, really truly. Maybe more so than in
0: any other field. Yeah. So if somebody listening is thinking, wow, this really intrigues me, I I would love to work with creatives. Any other words of wisdom or just food for thought that you'd like to leave them with as, as they maybe consider this?
1: Uh, I would say broaden, 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 broaden your horizon. You know, take chances as a coach. Mm-hmm. Just take chances because... You want to be a bolder coach, maybe Bay, bolder, B-O-L-D-E-R, bolder coach, yes, than you have been maybe uh, in the past. Oh, okay. You know, you want to go into territories that you have explored yourself, because if you go into high anxiety territory or high elation territory and you don't really know how that feels,
0: mm-hmm.
1: it's going to be hard to match the energy of your client at that time, you know? So if you haven't really known those depths of despair and that, that the high of elation, mm-hmm. it's going to be harder. So just broaden your horizon, you know, do the work to, to, to learn more about it, mm-hmm. right? And words like, don't be scared of words like obsession. Don't be scared of these words actually obsession is a beautiful word for a creative right mm-hmm. so just just reframe that for yourself what does obsession mean in a very positive creative way well it means passion it means enthusiasm it means excellence it means you know all these beautiful things that it is so if someone comes to you and say you know i oh, gosh i'm totally obsessed with this well hey yay <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right. All you right. Know? Yeah. So, so, so really letting go of judgment also, like that any words don't trigger judgment for the coach, which I hope that everybody works on all the time, not allow not not being triggered into judgment. But to your point, Colleen, it's it's not it's maybe even embracing or being excited about some of those words that you might yeah. think have negative connotations. Well, expand your horizons a little. Think about it and be yeah. bold and, and meet your client where they are. Yes, yes, yes. And the word, don't even get me started on the word
1: perfectionism because I adore that word. I mean, everybody, I the, uh, the whole world, you know, the, the, the police of perfectionism. <laughs> the the perfectionism, I, I, perfectionism police. Oh my Mike, God, go, no, 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 the, never, 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 never. I say, yes, yes. You want to be the best? Right. You want to be the best. You have got to for your best. You've got to go for your best. Right. You cannot do less than best. And of course, we have to have the conversation of what that means. Right. Right. But don't be scared. Perfection is trying to do the things as best that you can. Perfection is mastery.
0: You can use that word if you want. Mm -hmm. Use mastery instead of perfection. Right. So all these special nuances to work with this particular clientele, but when you talk about it, your face brightens. I mean, you just, I can tell that you have found your sweet spot for coaching. (laughs) Oh, I do. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. And thank you for noticing. But I,
1: I, you know, when I, when I wasn't able to be that person when I was young, right? Mm -hmm. If someone like a creativity coach has shown up in my life, uh-huh. think about what that would have meant. And where you okay? might be now, huh? And where I'm, you know, those parallel lives, we, right. can all have, you know, we can have parallel lives, we can have a thousand and millions of them, right? But the thing is, in that particular instance, you know, and what my clients say more and more and know, is, like, how did you show up? How did you show up in my life?
0: Uh, What made
1: you show up in my life, right? That's what I'm saying. This is why this enthusiasm, because if no artist is left behind, no artist should ever be left behind because they don't have that support. Oh, that's so
0: beautiful. And I do want to say that while... Maybe you didn't go where you wanted to musically or where you could have if you'd had a creativity coach. Look at all the creatives that are able to do what they do because you have partnered with them. Thank you, Meg. Thank you, Make you, you are, for... You're priceless. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm thank you. I'm so glad you. to have met you. You're absolutely priceless. <laughs> well, it was such a joy to have you come share your special kind of coaching with us. Because my belief about the coaching industry is that we're all, when we can partner with people in what lights us up as coaches to help those particular client populations be the best they can be, then we are impacting the world in in an incredible way to help our clients be who they want to be and and who they really can be. And your special kind of coaching is a huge piece of that. So thank you for bringing it forward. Thank
1: you, Meg, very, very much. Thank you for allowing me to be able to talk about it. What
0: a joy. It was a joy. So, And I'm sure that everyone out there listening is saying, what a joy. Colleen, you're such a joy. So thank you. (laughs) Well, I send them kisses, all of them, I send them big
1: kisses.
0: (laughs) Excellent. I truly don't think I've ever laughed as much as I did in my interview with Colleen. She was just so much fun to spend time with. And I appreciated the glimpse into a very specific kind of client population and what we need to be aware of when we choose our clients that we want to work with. What are their special focuses? What needs might that population have? How do we potentially work with other professionals to best serve them? All the different things that Colleen helped us understand as we shared her work with creatives I think can give you insight into different things that you might think about with your ideal client population. So once again, I want to thank Colleen Chandler for joining us. If you'd like to know how to get in contact with Colleen, go to starcoachshow.com. And in the show notes for episode 169, there will be links on how to connect with Colleen. Come back next week. We have Beverly K joining us, and we are talking about the immobilizing myths that get in the way of leaders and managers being as effective as they can be. We demystify those myths and get into some strategies on how to help our clients, particularly if they're managers and leaders, really succeed. Super excited to introduce you to Bev K next week, so be sure to come back. If you're enjoying the show, Please share it with other people. We are growing. I'm so excited. We are becoming well-known in many countries. We are charting in many countries. I want to continue to grow. 2020 is going to be an awesome year for the Star Coach Show, and I need your help to do that. If you're enjoying the show, please leave a rate and review at Apple Podcasts. You can get a link to be able to do that review at StarCoachShow.com. Additionally, if you know somebody who would really benefit from the content that we're sharing, please share the show with them. Share the love. Let's spread it around. And until next week, this is Meg Rentschler wishing you the very best for your coaching success. Have an awesome week. Bye-bye.